Grand Rising, all. I am Jade, and you're listening to Jade's Voice. Hi, guys. I know it's been a while. A lot going on, a lot going on. But I was awakened out of a nice, beautiful slumber by the craziest dream, okay? Now, my child, um, my second child, is blessing me with my first, excuse me, grandchild, right? Um, her fiance bought her a ring for her birthday. Okay, bought their ring, her engagement ring, and everything. And um, his mother saw the package, opened it, hid the ring, hid the ring. When he went asking for it, first she was acting like she didn't know what he was talking about. Okay, and then she finally admitted it and went and got it for where she hid it from and said she thought they were going to get married without her. Okay, I told my child, I hope he didn't try to ring on without praying over it. And uh, she said, no, I did try it on. My fingers are swollen because she's in her, her last stage of pregnancy. I said, why would you try to put that on your body and you know where it came from? So she started not feeling well, okay? I told her, pray over yourself and over your, over your belly. Pray over my grandchild, okay? And then you drink your little ginger ale or something or some tea to soothe your stomach and let me know how you feel. Well, I had a dream about this huge, big, beautiful, loving dog. You know how Clifford, the big red dog? But this was not Clifford, okay? It wasn't red. It was huge. It was a beautiful brown, it had the prettiest fur like I had never seen fur before. And it was this evil, these evil people who were trying to get it. And it was this one woman who was trying to put her mind inside of that dog. This is my dream. The whole dream, I'm fighting them. Like, they're trying to take us out and stuff like that. And they got some people, but they didn't get me. And I ended up getting the lady who was trying to do it. And I exposed her to people because she was lying to them about why she wanted the dog. And I exposed her, um, had her saying what she really wanted with the dog. And um, they caught her. And before I woke up, she had got injured but she didn't get a chance to get to the dog. The dog was in a safe space. And there was a lot of people around to witness the truth. So I woke up and I texted my child. I I didn't tell her what dream. They had a crazy dream and I needed her to pray over herself and pray over my grandchild and pray over herself and pray for safety and protection and just the last few days, I've been having this feeling like something's going to happen. And when I go to battle, um, my dreams are not just dreams, right? right. I'd be tired. I'd be exhausted. Um, some, some of us have the ability to be in different dimensions or planes, however you want to call them. Um, And some of us can't. Uh, But I used to battle for my mother and my brother, so my mother was alive. Every night for years on end, I was fighting from them being taken over by demonic possession. And I used to be so tired. I would always win. And the one time I lost, my mother had passed. That she passed shortly after. And I knew something was going to happen. She had been sick for a long time. But when I lost that battle, my heart sank. My spirit was low. And I was praying and I was like, and I had never had that dream about them again after I lost. And, um, You know, people, oh, dreams, just your subconscious. 
Uh-uh, don't listen to that. I get warning dreams a lot. I had a dream about my father being ill, but it wasn't my father. Because it was not the house, my dad's house. I didn't see none of my family. It was different people around me. And then my, my friends, a couple of days later, one of my best of friends, dad, had massive strokes. Had back to back to back. He was having on the right side, then they got that situation, he started having on the left side. Found out he had a clot from a concussion. He was in a car accident, he wouldn't go to the hospital. He said he felt fine. And I said, your dad need to go to the hospital. I feel like something serious gonna happen. He ain't gonna listen, nobody listened to me. I had that dream and a couple of days later it happened. And I said, remember that dream I had? She said, yes, I do. But at that time, when she was telling me about it, she was so overwhelmed by her emotions. Excuse me, guys. Her emotions came to the phone. And, you know, I was just like feeling them. It was so heavy. Her heart was so heavy. She was tired. She had been through a lot. You know, her husband had a health situation going on. And he just got where he's getting better, not declared in her dad. Now she got the added responsibility of her parents being at her house. And her husband's going to come home because he was in the hospital and the rehab and all that. And he's going to come home. And then she got her parents there. You know, even though her mom is able-bodied and she's going to help her and stuff like that. It's still a lot emotionally. And she's working from home now. You know, it's just going to be a lot on her emotionally. You know, her husband and her house and, you know, and her their house is going to be shared for a little while until her dad gets better. And and the story behind that is her mother. uh, Two years ago, uh, uh, my friend's brother um, had massive strokes. He was in the hospital. He was in a coma, blah, 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 blah. He got better, came home. A couple of months later, the mom found him, passed away in the the house. Same house. She went to go in the bathroom to check on her husband because she was like, he wasn't answering her. When she was like, you in there, you all right? You been there a long time? He was on the floor, unresponsive. So to her, it was like he had passed away with his eyes open. And she freaked out. So she has PTSD from that, right? And it's just really hard, okay? So back it up, I'm back it up. She said, I'm not going back to that house alone. So she's been staying with her daughter while her husband's in the hospital. And she said, when he come home, I don't want to be left alone with him. She's afraid of the same thing. Which, after going through something like that, everyone understands. And she's like, I can't leave my mama. I can't even. And me and her usually talk every day and da da da. But since this has been going on, you know, I have to call. I may have to make the effort to call her. Just say, hey, how you doing? I just want to check on you. And when I call her, she vents and she tells me how she feels and stuff like that. And good morning, baby. And, um, you know, we all have our place in this world, right? Some people are here to help other people feel better, to help facilitate their lives and guide them in certain ways. Some of us, are healers with medicines. Some of us are healers, you know, spiritually. Some of us are healers with food. Some of us are healers with our energy. Some of us can actually cleanse a person of their illness or their pain. Um, once again, the energy part, you don't even have to be around them. Some of us can see things so we can warn people um, you know, there are all kinds of different healers in this world. And we were put here, well, in this dimension, because let's just say, I know there's more than one dimension and more than one plane. And I, I've mentioned this before, because you see, 
my grandmother passed 2019 and she that's my heart that was my oh my gosh my grandmother was my world to me so she was like my my mother my second mother okay and I lived with my grandmother for a very long time and when I had my kids I even moved back uh, with her from my own place <laughs> and she helped me with my babies it was my first two um, and you know and then after that she would you know come get them say she get them for a day try to keep them for four I'm like hey bring my babies back but you know she had retired and stuff like that but my grandmother was that was my baby we can go anywhere together we go to the casino we go out to eat we go to a concert that's that was just then I could talk to her about anything, okay? Um, a little bit after she passed away, you know, she had passed away a couple of months after my children's father um, had passed away. And that was hard. Like, he passed away April 2019. She passed away September. And I was just devastated. And couple of weeks after she passed well first off when she was in the hospital and they was talking about she was in a coma and this and that um I dreamed that father came to that hotel room right and he oh he came and he just opened the door he was like talk is what he called me he was like look who I got with me and I jumped up my sleep I said no because didn't want to see it I knew he had my grandmother I just I can feel it. I knew it was her. And I just didn't want to see it. I did not want to see it. And he he came to me, showing me she was okay. And she was with him. I didn't want to see it. I literally jumped out my seat sleep saying no. It, it was a lie, okay? So, I had moved me and my kids out of the home that we shared with him, right? Because it was just too much. Uh, this was before she passed and we were in an extended stay hotel and I was looking for another place to live so it wasn't like we were crammed up in a small no it was a really large and two queen size beds plus a uh, sofa bed plus it was room for air mattress if we need you know it had a full kitchen full-size refrigerator it had a burner microwave it was at closet it, you know they had washers and dryers downstairs and the pool, it was just a full service. Hey, you know, if you work and you get paid every week and it's cheaper for you to live here than the place where you got to pay utilities too, you know, cause the longer you stay, the cheaper it got. That's for you, right? Um, I was looking for a place, looking for a place. It had been months passing by and it was just, feeling draining and I was kind of feeling defeated and I was like you know because I was used to when things got stressful I would go to my grandmother's room and curl up next to her on her bed and just lay there with her and talk to her and I just I was like I just need to lay in the bed with my grandma right now and I really miss that and I wanted that right I'm sorry my voice is shaking because I'm trying not to cry while I'm doing this y'all bear with me so, I um, went to bed that night, and I traveled to a place I had never been before. It was where my grandmother was, but I didn't see the outside because I went straight to her bedroom. And I was like, Grandma, she said, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. And I was like, turn the light on. She said, no, you can't turn the light on. She said, Tasha, you're not supposed to be here. Why are you here, baby? How did you get here? I said, I just missed you so much and I wanted to see you and I love you. And I just wanted to lay in your bed. I'm just, this is getting too much. You and Kendra going and I'm just feeling overwhelmed. She let me, she said, okay, you come to my bed for a little bit, but you have to go. You're not supposed to be here, baby. It's not, it's not your place to be here. And in the dark, you know, you can see it wasn't dark, dark. I could see her silhouette, but I couldn't see her face. Like, 
She wanted me to turn the light on. It was her voice. And the room wasn't her room. So it's not like I was dreaming of a room I'd ever been in before. Okay? It wasn't a room where we lived together. It wasn't a room where she was in her condo in Lauder Hill. It wasn't a room at my great-grandmother's house that I remember. It was no rooms we have ever been in. And she would, I said, Grandma, come lay next to me. She said, I can't, baby. You're not supposed to be here. She said, I can't believe it. How did you get here? That's what she kept saying to me. And she said, go ahead. And I laid in her bed for a little bit. She wouldn't hug me. She wouldn't touch me. And she wouldn't let me see her. I traveled to whatever plane she was on. And I, it was, I wasn't supposed to be there. Okay. So I know when we leave these physical bodies that we go somewhere else. And my grandmother was a loving person. She did what she could for people. Her family, she did whatever she could. She had a sweetheart and she loved her grandbabies and her great grandbabies, okay? Because for a long time, my kids were the only great-grandchildren she had. And then my uh, younger cousin had a son, okay? So it was my my five kids and then she had her child so um those my four kids for a long time and then she had a child yeah so uh she really got attached to my kids and my grandmother very close she spent a lot of time with my children um Before she left, I had six, and I, she came for Christmas here to where we stay at, in the state where we stay at. And then, you know, we were talking about when she was coming back, and oh, she was gonna make her lima beans, you know, cause the trip, she came for Christmas, it was just for her to relax and come visit with us and enjoy us, not to be in the kitchen, not to be doing this and that. You know, she was being taken care of, and she never made it back again. Anyway, I digress. Um, Who that was emotional. My head was burning because I was holding back tears. You know, you holding back them tears things. That, that, that don't work. <laughs> that don't work out. You need to cleanse yourself. But this wasn't the time to um, pour all of that emotion into this podcast because I want you guys to grasp what I'm saying. Okay. I've had dreams like this since I was young. I didn't understand my purpose in life when I was younger. I knew since a very young age that when I dreamed things, they came to be, or they were showing me stuff that was going to happen. And and when it happened, I was like, wait a minute, I dreamed about that back in, oh man. Or warnings, hey, watch out. This gonna happen. I'm trying to tell you. I'm getting you ready. Some people have the gift of sight. Like they can be on the phone with someone, they can be telling them something, and they start seeing something about what they are telling them. Do not dismiss it as it's your imagination or you're just thinking of scenarios. No. Tell that person what's going through your mind at that time because. You're having a vision about what they're telling you, and you're having something showing you what's going on. I never forget one of my cousins, one of my favorites. I love her. Um, she's like a sister cousin, right? He's so close, right? She's a sister cousin. She was dating this man, and this man, she didn't find out this man was married. And she had been pouring her love and life into this man for five years. But the whole time she was struggling. She was talking about him one day, and I just saw all the money she had just kept leaving her. It just was going up in the air. If nothing was coming down, it was leaving, like flying away from her. And I told her, and I told her what I felt, and I, I was honest with her. I said, you need to leave this man alone. He's never going to leave his wife. You're never going to have anything because 
He's draining you. He's draining you financially. He's draining you emotionally. And he's draining you spiritually. You're not happy. You're not fulfilled. You're not even getting nothing out of this. He was an older man. He had health issues. He had a limp noodle. Like, that wasn't, you know, there wasn't, that was, she let this man go. And when I tell you her life did a whole 360, a younger man came along. Money stayed in, you know, was coming in on a regular basis. She felt better emotionally. She got better spiritually. She had to heal from that, but she did, and she's happy. She has someone who loves her, only with her. And when she talked to that man, she found out he used to just ask her for money all the time, just so she don't have any, to keep her from being able to go out and meet someone else to keep her down and out. She said, you mean to tell me you were lying to me about needing something, needing help, just to try to keep my pockets empty? He said, yeah. I told, and she was like, Tasha, you told me, and I'm so glad I listened to you. She said, I'm so glad we're that close, you know. Oh my God. You know, everybody have their nicknames and their stage names and their everything. But she was happy. She let that go. She said, I am so glad you love me enough to tell me the truth. We all have our gifts. I'm good at helping people find resources and guiding them. And when you try to step into your destiny, you're going to find that things are ripping and pulling and trying to make sure that don't happen. Somebody says, oh, they got their nuts crossed on me. I know someone is wishing bad on me. And I know one of them for sure. And it's my, my children's grandmother, their father's mother. He passed with a massive heart attack. It had nothing to do with me. It's something he was doing that caused that. But she wants to blame me. She wants to blame me. She has told people over and over again for years that I did something to him, to hurt him, that I made his life no longer be. All I did was love that man. And I loved him too well because he didn't deserve a lot of love that I gave. And I loved him honestly. And I, I was there for him. I did my part. But she can't put the blame on herself or him. She had to blame me. He was depressed. He had issues from her trauma, her abuse. She played verbal, she verbally abused him, mentally abused him, even as a grown man. He was younger, she used to physically abuse him and do all three, okay? And he was like, baby, you know, we've been together all these years, we're just gonna get married, da da da. But I wouldn't marry him because he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. But I stayed with him and I was like, I might as well have married him, right? But I didn't want a husband just to say I had a husband. And I said that, I said, my husband is gonna be someone who we feed off each other. We can improve each other's lives. Da, da, da. The last few months of his life, he turned into the person I fell for, okay? He was romantic, he was caring, he was helpful with the kids. He was, I didn't have to ask him for money for no bills. 
And I was like, thank you for coming back. Where have you been? We had plans on getting married. I had said, okay, I'll marry him. And he left two months later. He was deceased. And I'm not going to lie. My heart has truly belonged to another for a large portion of my life. This guy I dated while I was in high school, out of high school. I've never loved a man the way I loved him. Okay, I'm not gonna use his initials, <laughs> but say his name. Someone who's listening to this, who knows me, already know who he is. And I never forget me and my children's father were talking and we had two kids at the time. And I was like, look, we're in separate rooms. You're on your phone talking to whoever. We're living as roommates. We need to just go ahead and separate. Just call it quits now. I was like, I'll be able to get my house back in order. I can get help with mortgage, whatever. Just go. And he wanted to say something about my high school sweetheart. And when I wanted to talk about him, I didn't realize my face. How I felt about this man came across my face and I saw hurt in my children's father's face. And he said, you love that man. I said, what? He said, when you spoke about him, you smiled, your face lit up. I said, you did? I was? I was so shocked. I didn't realize. And he was like, this is why we can't really uh, be together because you, no, dude, you had a substance abuse problem. One, two, you stopped going to work. Three, your substance abuse took over your life and you could not share my bed. Only allowed you to be in a house because I didn't want you in the streets homeless or down there at your family house where they were feeding you the substance that you were abusing. So, you know. I loved my children's father. I loved him dearly. I did. I did. I love them, but I was in love with this other guy. When I look at the other guy, I felt butterflies in my stomach when he slept, and I would look at him. Every time I saw him, I would smile. It was effortless. He was a gentleman. He opened all my doors. He held my hand. He took out the trash, he cleaned the bathroom. He was like, here, this is what you need. I don't care, here, whatever, use this for whatever you need for the house. You know, like that, like it was like easy. Loving him was easy. It wasn't a fight. The only time we had any conflict is when someone else got involved and made conflict. And that was very few. I can count on one hand and it wasn't all the fingers. Okay. It's just different levels of stuff and different levels of stuff cause people to have different places in your life, right? I talked to one of my friends that we were friends in second grade. Okay. She was like, friend, guess who I saw? I was like, who, bro? She was like, when I went to visit, I forgot to tell you, and then I saw, da, 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 da. I was like, what? She was, he was looking good, too. She was rubbing it in. Oh, she was rubbing it in, okay? Talking about my high school sweetheart. I was like, really? She was like, really? I was like, eh. So, you know. <laughs> I know he's gonna come back into my life eventually. 
I've dreamed it. I've dreamed it throughout the years. And not just because I want it, because I, I wasn't thinking that me and him could just get no, we, we, I was thinking, okay, if I ever talk to this man again, we'll be friends, because we really get friends. That we'll be friends, we can talk on the phone, da da da. You know, enjoy each other's company on the phone, whatever. And, uh, call it a day, we live in two different states. But, uh, my last dream about him was, I went out of town to visit my hometown and it was a festival there and he saw me out of all those people he spotted me and I saw him we smiled he was like and he said my name he gave me a hug and then his girl came up and she was like oh oh Oh, yeah? Oh, so you back with her again? Oh, you found her, huh? And she just went off. She was so pissed. And she was like, you said you, I knew it, because all you do was talk about how y'all was, how easy it was, how much you loved her, and da-da-da-da, you should have been with her and not with me, and blah, 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 blah. So I guess you got your wish now, I was like, oh. I was like, sweetheart, I came to town to visit. It's all these people out here, and I didn't know he was going to be here. He didn't know I was going to be here. We just saw each other. I haven't talked to him in so many years or seen his face. I said, so I didn't come back here to take anything, or he didn't plan on seeing me to start anything. Here she go. Fussing, fussing, fussing at him. I said, I was holding his hands and I looked him in the eye. I said, I was glad to see you. I, I, I was, I'm glad to see you. And I was like, when you see me again, we can try this. And he told the girl he was with, this is my heart. This is where my heart has always been, and this is where I'm going to be. And we left off, okay? Dreams before that, I told y'all, I am a millionaire, okay? I have one publisher's clearinghouse. <laughs> I'm just waiting to pay my check. So my other dreams were, I had one publisher's clearinghouse. I did my business model I said I was gonna do, okay? I had, I was just, I had became a mogul, okay? My business and me was splashed all over everywhere. Um, I was famous for, you know, blowing up in the sector that I did. Um, and I went to visit home, me and my kids. And I was showing them around where, you know, the house where I was with me and my grandmother. Um, it was our family home for, oh my gosh, like three generations. Um, and the old neighborhood, you know, where they were babies. Um, my oldest three, uh, you know, when we would go to the corner store, me, them, and their dad, or me and them. And I just took them to see places, and he was there. Now, I'm gonna tell you why this is significant, okay? Um, and he was like, Damn, he called my name and I turned around. I was like, hey, we gave each other a hug. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm here with my kids. I was showing them around. And we had our driver in our car. Actually, it was an RV. It was, you know, one of them really fancy, pretty things, you know, a couple of bedrooms and stuff like that. So, me and him ended up going out that night and everything. And, I talked to him about it and he ended up coming back with me to our home where we live. Um, it wasn't the house that we're in now, of course, it was in our big fancy house. But um, the reason that is significant is because my friend told me when she saw him, he was working in a store in an old neighborhood. I kid you not. And I was like, when she told me, my brain was like, oh crap. I dreamed, that's where I saw him at. After I had won, and after I was, yeah, and you know, I was just like, oh my gosh, really? 
Like, it really, I was like, see? Told you my dreams be warning me. I told you my dreams be telling me, give me dollars. Yeah. I be listening. Thank you, ancestors. Like, I was feeling like that, right? So, it was hilarious. I was like, oh my gosh. She didn't have no clue. I was meeting the phone, freaking out, laughing to myself. And then I unmute the phone. I was like, girl, you just don't know. Mm. She's like, what? So, the fact that he is working at one, well, he was the last time she saw him, which was this year. Um, and that is a dream I had a few times um, about seeing him there. And a couple of times I was in different vehicles, but I always had a driver. And I was always, I had one published clearinghouse. I had always did my business model. And, you know, that's how it was. Uh, we were young, we had this idea. And he was getting a patent and stuff like that. Uh, he never finished, I don't believe he finished paying for it. And it, I don't believe it got um, done. I invested in it. I believe someone ripped off his idea because a couple of years later, um, I saw the same product and it hadn't been before. And you know, when you go to these companies like Davidson and some other companies and you give them your business idea, if you don't, if you can't financially afford to continue to pay for the development of things, you know, they say they help the people that come to them. No, they will give them your freaking idea or they would develop it on their own. I came up with this unique baby stroller, never saw, never heard of. Da, 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 da. I never went any finished going anywhere with it. About two years ago, on a crowdfunding site that I was on, I saw someone with my exact stroller idea down to the freaking, I mean, everything. And it burned me up inside. I was like, I gave that away. I'm saying this to say, Everything is not for everybody to know, right? When you have an idea, you have a, a notebook where you can write it down. And it's a journal, whatever you have. And it's just for you, your eyes only. If you want to develop the product or come out with a business idea, do all your research and find out what you need to do before you share your idea with anyone. I have an app idea. I know it's gonna make money, okay? I just need to find me an app developer and I have to get me an NDA, uh, get a legal one and put in my information for my app, the name of it, what it does, you know, and he can't divulge it to anyone and if he comes up with it or help anyone else develop it that he's going to be sued and all the proceeds will come to me or all proceeds you know she's going to be sued all and all the proceeds are going to come to me forever because <laughs> that's my idea um, I have to go ahead and do a tech pat patent on it um So, I am studying now the inner workings of an app, so I know what I can patent and what I cannot patent, okay? You have to do research on things, and when I finish my research, right, I have my, my model down, my app model. I know what I want to do, how I want to do it. You know, and I want my app to connect the person to a live person, either via chat or video, um, you know, stuff like that. So chat means texting, of course, or they, it could be a phone call. However they want to do it, I want to have those options available. 
And I think I'm not going to do video. I think I'm just going to do phone call and texting because of the significance of the app. I think that'll be the best thing to do. Um, I'm just really excited about it. But anyway, so you really have to not discount your dreams. They're not just because you watched a crazy movie. They're not just because, oh, you've been stressed out lately. Pay attention to them. Find your purpose on this earth. I've always been a guider. People listen to me when I talk. Um, People come to me, people I don't know, will tell me their whole life story. When I was out and active and more going out, every time I went somewhere, somebody would sit next to me or by me and just bear their soul. And I would give them advice the best way I knew how, the best way I could. I would never tell anybody anything that hurt themselves or their families. I would tell them things that help themselves. Um, I have called customer service reps for different things. End up being on the phone 40 minutes talking about everything except for the reason I called. They tell me about their mom. They tell me about their children. They tell me about their husband. They tell me about their health problems or their family members. I mean, running like they knew me my whole life. But that was one of the things I was put here for. That's part of my destiny. I am here to help people, to guide them, to help facilitate them. That's what I'm here for, to help them in any way. And that's why my organization is set up the way it is, I have a nonprofit organization. And that's why, you know, when my money comes, that's what my goal is going to be. And that's what I'm going to do. I already know I'm going to do. I have my whole model set up of how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to execute it, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just like that. So, <laughs> I'm just really excited about it all. Um, I can't wait for it. And with this, my kids will never have to worry about working for anyone else. There'll be enough to do for all six of my kids to have a permanent career and placement and ensuring that our business keeps thriving and things keep, and we keep helping uh, people, you know, with it. just excited about it okay I am I can't wait it's gonna be epic okay now I'm gonna tell you something hearing that she saw him and everything and how good he looks and everything like that made me want to start doing something more for myself okay like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about how I used to exercise and stuff when me and him were together. He never saw me do it, but I would do it when he was home. <laughs> I used to practice moves. And so I was like, okay, all right, this is a new move. I got to practice. Yeah, let me see if I Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> Like it was all the way, like it was crazy, but it was fun and exciting and happy. And I've loved a lot of people and given a lot of things throughout my life. And I deserve to be happy and to be loved correctly. We are different people than we were when we were younger. We have been through things that has changed the way we approach love. But I feel strongly within myself and in my spirit that it will be seamless to reintegrate with him. Because when you love a person like that, 
sometimes you tend to idolize them. And when you go back to them after trauma and hurt and years apart, you seem to just want to see the part that you were used to with them. But see, I know we're going to have to see each other as we are, not as we were, right? But everything is telling me that that's the man I'm going to be with. I have dreamed of this man for years, even when when their father was alive. And I wouldn't say anything to him about it. I would dream about reuniting with him. Not that that's what I wanted at the time. I was thinking about him. I'm like, dang, what did I dream about this man? I'm dreaming years about him, me and him reconnecting. And I was like, this dream crazy. I, come on, man. There's no way you know, this person I'm with, uh, he ain't going away, ain't going nowhere. I mean, that's what it is. But I was wrong. He was going somewhere. I just had no clue. And for years, I was just like, why am I dreaming? So, but anyway. Um, you, we all have our gifts, and if you you if you take what you're naturally gifted with, your talents, your abilities, and you build on that, your life will be so much better. It wouldn't be work; it'll be something that you enjoy doing. You will be fulfilled. Um. The reason I do not give readings a lot, or I haven't done it for a living, and I didn't go into tarot, and I, because I don't want to be that deep in the spirit realm, okay? There are things that come with that, right? And I have babies, and I want them protected. You don't have to be doing anything negative. You don't have to be in no dark space. But when you open up the spiritual realm and that spiritual circle, you have to close it. You have to have a space where you can do that and not have a spiritual hot spot, like in the middle of your bedroom. Like that's not something I, I would suggest. Um, if you're into more traditional things, and I'm not talking about traditional religion as far as missionaries came and was teaching people things. I'm talking about your ancestral traditions. Okay? Before the Christian Crusades and the Bible was pushed on people. Those kind of traditional things. If you're practicing that, um, you should do it in a space that's not in your home. One. Because when you, if you speak with your ancestors, if you open that door, there's always a chance that more than just your ancestors can answer. Especially if you knew you don't know what you're doing. I wouldn't dabble into that. You can have an offering table and you can have pictures of your ancestors and you can say, well, thank you. But see, people don't realize there's a line of white chalk that is drawn around it. Okay? Salt is sprinkled around that. Prayed over salt, okay? It's in that circle and that that energy is kept in that one area but I don't want that in my home I have pets one cat you know my guinea pigs say in occasion she get out when she get a bath but I mean like um I'm just I have a toddler that's curious. She's five. She's autistic. I cannot do that kind of stuff. I I, I will not do that. Where it is... Like, like I, I will say thank you 
to the most high. I say thank you to my ancestors for guiding me and showing me, you know, when I follow the things that I'm being shown to follow and positive results come out. I say, th- I give my thanks. I say thank you verbally. Um, when I was younger, I was a daughter of Oshun. I said it before, and I had no clue I was. I didn't have no altar space, but the things I was doing in my life was one. Men found me irresistible, okay? I can walk in a room and it can be four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of us walking in together. I would get the attention. No matter where we went. And I didn't understand it. I oozed. Someone told me once I oozed sex. The way I walked, the way I talked, the way I looked. When I was younger, I just like, I didn't dress. I didn't, I, I've never been one to keep up with name brand stuff. That's never been me. I've always been like a, a hippie at heart, right? Like I, I was a flower child of the 60s, okay? That, that was me. That was me. But I loved body glitter and different stuff like that. I'll put some in my lotion. I'll take the body glitter, mix it with some lotion so it's not thick, and I'll just put it on like my chest, my upper arms, put a little bit on my face, put a little bit in my mouth. So when the sun hit me at a certain light, I would sparkle. But it wouldn't be all over my face. It would just be in places like over my eyebrows or highlighting my cheekbones or, you know. And I didn't realize what I was doing until someone looked at me and they were like, oh, weird, man. I was like, what? That's like not a bad weird, a good weird. Like, you like a dream when you walk up all the time. Like, I was like, huh? Didn't understand what I was doing. Didn't know. I wasn't into that then. But that's what it was. Okay? I always had my own hair, long hair. Um, you know. And <laughs> my kid's father would tell me that I was related to. This lady who was in France, she was a slave. And they had her like she was a circus act because of her extremely large boobs and butts. Um, And the men were saying crazy things like she was bewitching them and making them want her. Now, her tribe, uh, I think it was like 2017, 2018, actually got her remains that they had still had up in a museum. Telling her story, but they still had her remains. And they said that she deserved to be buried with her ancestors so her spirit can rest. They finally won those back. Okay. He was like, because that's not normal. You're not supposed to have both. I was like, what? He was like, your genes are just, everything's just oversized. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, your butt and your boobs just oversized. I was like, oh my gosh. Because a lot of women either have huge boobs or a huge butt and little boobs. A lot of people get cosmetic work so they can have both. But not to the point of what he was seeing my way. And I can say that I understand what he was saying because with each child, my breasts would get larger and they never would go down. I've had six kids. When I first met him, I was in a triple D. No, I'm lying. 
I was in the double D. I was in high school the first time I saw him. But um, I went from a double D to a double I after six kids. Every time I had a child, my boobs would grow and never go down. You know, mothers' boobs get bigger when they have kids, when they're pregnant or whatever. And they nurse and then they go back down. That has not been me. I asked the doctor, what is wrong? How is this possible? They were like, don't know, never heard of it before. I'm like, wow. And the bigger they are, the more milk they produce. Okay? Like, seriously, it was like crazy. You know, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I feel like a human cow. It was crazy, okay? I produced so much milk until when I weaned my fifth child. Um, and I was like, it's just too much to breastfeed her. And I had four other kids. And I was like, oh my gosh. She was like four months old. And I was like, no, I can't do it anymore. So her dad was supposed to go get her some formula before he went to work. He forgot. So he sent his sister to go to the store. We were living in the state where his family was living at the time. Um, and she was like, oh my gosh, I went to work. I forgot. I will get it. I get off before him. How is I going to feed my child? I took a bottle to my boob and expressed milk. I cleaned, you know, areola, nipple areola. And I expressed milk. Hadn't breastfed. More than uh, two months. Okay. But I still had milk supply. She was able to eat. I did uh, six ounces of milk. I did three bottles worth. And I just added some uh, baby food and a little cereal to it just to help her out. Make sure she didn't get hungry while we were waiting on it. I was able to feed her. So his auntie was, her auntie, the baby, the kid's auntie was like, how, who, how did you feed her? Because I told her, I said, you know, I ran out of milk. She said, you did? Why you didn't call me? I said, she was covered. I had it. She said, how did you feed her? I told her. She said, what? And she laughed. She said, but you haven't been breastfeeding. I said, I know that. I said, I'm an overproducer of milk. And which I am. I was. I produce milk like nobody's business. Okay. So they weren't just for show. <laughs> oh, these bad boys were working boobs. Okay. Really working. Um. I had enough to feed triplets if I had them, okay? I mean, as soon as I feed them, I would still leak as soon as I fed my kids. I used to have to pump and have milk all in the freezer. It was just so much of it. I was like, uh-uh, this got to stop. It has to stop. Now, when I had my first two, it was cool. I had no problem with it, breastfeeding and stuff like that. And then pumping and giving a bottle because, um, you know, my first child, special needs child, she was born at 25 and a half weeks, right? One pound, 11 ounces. So she wasn't hitting her targets for her age. So it was like I had a younger child than what I did at the time I had my second child. My, my first and second child were 13 months apart. Ooh. And then I waited three years, had my son, and then him... <laughs> And my, him and my fourth child are 11 months apart, not even a whole year, y'all. So, um, you know, I had no problems breastfeeding when I had just two at a time to worry about, right? Um, I breastfed with my son. I woke up every morning upset, you know. 
breast pad, the, the milk pads didn't do nothing. They were they were just a waste of money. And I found out what worked for me.